Let's go. Welcome to the first ever Bar Down Breakdown podcast recording straight from the island that Emo built. My name's Devin Robinson, right out of Yes Men Outfitter Studios from Carolina's Queen City, live from the Hive, my boy Mikey CLT. Mikey, how are you, kid? Devon, I miss you, buddy. I miss you. DC was freaking awesome. I, I really just miss you. I'm so happy to do this. That was really weird. Like, we had a whole conversation about how we were supposed to just act like we normally, like, talk to each other. And you just gave me, like, the Peter Flavin, like, you're my boy, weird nickname right off the start. <laughs> like, what the hell was that? Could you get any weirder? My, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, won't, I won't do the Devon. No, like, I'm fine. It's out there now. I mean, like, it's odd. <laughs> We're dealing with it. We're moving around with it. Like, I mean, we'll let it float around. I don't want to be called Devon. It's just, I mean, like, I feel like I prepped you enough this entire week. Like, you've been so excited to do this. I've been excited to do this. have been talking about this since we started planning the Carolina trip at the beginning of the year. Uh, so what is this? I'm sure people are asking what's going on here. Why am I listening to this? Uh Mikey, tell them what we're doing. Tell them what we're up to, kid. So we have realized that there is a crossover between the hockey and music community, and we want to start a podcast that kind of intertwines both of them and have some torn musicians call in and talk about their love of our music scene and also of the sport that we all love. And, you know, I really think that there's a market for this, and – I'm excited to get some guests on here and start talking about what we love. Market sounds way too corporate, kid. But yeah, no, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, I mean, Lord knows you and I have been on so many other podcasts since the season started. Obviously, the success of the team, the success of the two ventures that we've had going. And it's just time that we start our own and have a little fun and, and not base it so much around the team, maybe branch out, talk hockey in general. And music in general, I can't tell you since I've done these tailgates before Islander games, I only play my playlist because I run the tailgate, I run the music. That's just how it goes. Those are the rules. I don't make them. But I play my music and I don't ever get a single uh, skip the song whenever we have our favorite music playing and you pointed it out and I agreed with you. So here we are. We got our podcast going like a bunch of millennials that we are. So... (laughs) Now that we've gone over what we're doing, uh, Mike, what else are we doing? How, how, how else are we going to get the people excited about the Bar Down Breakdown podcast? What do we have planned? What do we have planned, kid? Well, I, I think we are going to have some killer guests that are going to call in that people will be excited about. And then also, um, you and I are doing some pretty cool stuff right now. I think people have really started to appreciate what we're doing and they want to be a part of it. Yeah, man, it's been a wild ride. And to see you do uh, just as well as I've been doing with everything that that you're running and everything that I'm running and how we've kind of fed off of each other, it only made sense to just keep it going and, and actually build something together. One build one product together instead of building two of our own products separately. And here it is. So uh, we got a lot, a lot of opportunities lined up. I know we have an interview possibly in the, in the, in the near, near future. Um, but other than that, yeah, we're going to talk about 
everything that Yesman Outfitters is doing, everything that the meetups are doing, anything that hockey is doing, and then anything that um, inspires us to do those things, really. Um, you know, it's not just going to be, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite album? All right, have a good day. You know, we, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of good things happened to us lately. Let's hopefully we keep it that way. But, uh, yeah, Mike, why don't you just give uh, some insight into maybe some of my followers or listeners that picked up on me that maybe aren't exactly familiar with the meetup groups and how that started. Yeah. So, uh, back in the 2015, 16 playoffs, I was actually just moved down to Charlotte and, you know, I didn't really have a close group of friends down here and I was watching the games basically by myself and when we made the playoffs, I realized that I can't watch Islander playoff games by myself. So I just got to social media and started putting out there that, you know, this is where I'm going to be to watch the game. Come join me. And, you know, we had a nice little run in the playoffs. And from there, we, we carried it over into the next season. And it's just been growing, growing. And now we're in different cities. We're working with Oyster Bay Brewery. We're working with Yesman Outfitters. We're working with uh, with Offside Tavern. Like, things have just kind of come together at the perfect time. And now, you know, the product on the ice is fantastic. So people are really excited about everything we're doing. You know, we got two new meetup groups that we haven't even announced yet that we're doing behind the scenes. And, you know, Charlotte's just going to keep growing. The whole Carolinas, people are moving out of New York and coming down here. So... It's just a, a good time to be an Islander fan, especially uh, someone that's involved in the Isles meetups. Yeah, man. Uh, Charlotte is insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, the biggest group of all of them. Um, you guys are, <laughs> oddly enough, the the flagship of the meetup accounts. Uh, you know, the oldest, so you guys had a head start. But, I mean, it's all – up to you and it's weird that I have to ask you because I obviously know the entire background of the group and, and and everything so this is normally where you're a guest on someone else's podcast and then I just pause and text you and be like yeah good job man another <laughs> another another job well done but uh no it's ours so we have to keep this bitch moving uh I mean yeah so so then I'll switch it over and ask you tell me you know people who might be down here in Carolina and are part of the Isles meetups and they might have one of your shirts because your shirts are all over the place nowadays, but they might not know the whole story behind Yesman Outfitters and how you got started either. Yeah, sure, man. So I'm just a product of right place, right time, and just good at what I do. So I um, came out of school, wanted to do screen printing and embroidery, get involved in apparel, graphic t-shirts, um, and kind of fell in love with that through going to um, concerts, which I'm, you know, we'll talk about obviously more um, coming up later, but um, yeah, got into an, uh, an embroidery shop um, with a friend through the fire department. I'm a volunteer firefighter at home and uh, told him I wanted to invest in screen printing equipment. He was kind of unsure about it. I had never done it hands-on before, um, but we did it and um, started doing contract jobs for schools and fire departments and, and anybody that really needed t-shirts or jerseys or anything like that. Um, have always been a fan of the Islanders. Um, 
and just kind of married the two. It was going to happen sooner or later. I just uh, finally found the time and the passion to want to do it. Things were kind of getting stale at work and it just, it just gets boring when people who, you know, are coming in and, you know, they're paying good money. They, they, they want what their logos on it. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'll draw it, but that shit's ugly, man. I want to be drawing my own stuff. So, um, you know, I started this clothing line, um, was doing pretty well. And then, I don't know, man, things just start falling into place. Uh, I was hustling a lot. I was going to games, wearing my t-shirts, giving out cards. And then um, somebody had in, um, invited me to an open bar at Offside Tavern. I went there and became good friends with probably one of the nicest dudes in the world, Nick Costa, who's the owner of Offside Tavern. Just, just wants everyone to succeed in everything that they're doing. And, and in turn, you want him, him to succeed. So you'll do anything to bring him with you. And, and so we just kind of teamed up. He let me sell t-shirts there one night was a great big hit. Um, and off and running from there, just gaining followers. I mean, um, and now I just make cool clothing for our, for Islander fans and Long Island hockey fans in general. And, um, then I started a podcast with this kid from Charlotte and here we are talking to you. So dude, that's, that's- the, the one thing I want to say is I just love the positivity of this season and how, you know, you just mentioned how we're working with Offside Tavern, and but we're also then working with Oyster Bay Brewery. And, like, everyone is supporting each other, and we are all just in this together. And it's just a beautiful thing to see. And I haven't really ever seen it before as, you know, being an Islander fan. Yeah, you know, so- there, There's all these separate groups, but, like, it seems like we have, like, a little family. And I, I just – I love to be a part of it. So awesome. It's, it's so funny. You draw such a parallel between the type of, you know, and I hate to kind of force two things together here just for the sake of the, the content of the podcast, but it's so parallel situations. Like this, the style of music we listen to is kind of alternative, not, you know, many people growing up, you, there were very few listening to it. Um, and kind of seeing the artistry in it and and you you know you kind of always felt like this is my band you know and like it you 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 may like you know you may like music but you you don't really like music unless you know about this band and I kind of saw that in this fan base because we're such a small fan base there aren't as many Islander fans as say there are Ranger fans right so um, you know, and then you were thinking to yourself, like, okay, you may wear an Islanders jersey, but like, do you really do you drink Oyster Bay Brewing Company's Barn Rocker Ale? Do you know how to get to Offside Tavern on your own? And so we sort of had like all of these things that maybe everybody had their own small niche following for, and we all kind of realized, well, if we kind of team up and do this all together, we could be be one big experience, one big awesome thing that all these people could enjoy. And that was the coolest part about seeing it through and, and having all this success on top of the team doing well was, was marrying all these awesome small little niche things that um, everybody kind of fell in love with. And, and, and it's great to, to be the driving force behind it. Yeah. I couldn't agree, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, man. So um, Mikey, obviously I opened it up. For most of you that don't know what CLT stands for, that's Charlotte, North Carolina. Nickname is the Queen of City, also known as what's it? The Hive. 
Yep, the hive. The hive, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did my cute little intro before, but Mikey, Mikey grew up in. Are you just gonna kidding. say in Long Island? Just kidding, dude? just oh kidding, just kidding, just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mikey grew up on Long Island, and Mike, uh, as your typical Long Island emo kid, give me, give me the, give me that background and how you started listening to the music that we started listening to together. How, how did you start? How did yeah. you get into it? Yeah, so I have an older brother. He's uh, six years older than me, and, you know, he graduated high school in 99. That dude's like 40. Yeah, he, he's, he's up. He's getting up there. And, uh, you know, he, he was the one that was sneaking in Green Day Dookie and Nirvana. <laughs> and, you know, my mom would be trying to go through and censor out his music. And he was just – he's a badass, and he was just not for it. And I would sneak into his room and listen to these albums. And, you know, I'm eight years old, nine years old, listening to some of these iconic albums. And, you know, you didn't really hear that stuff on top 40 radio. And I kind of, you know, he went away to the Navy and I kind of fell into that, you know, listening to the radio, whatever was fed to me. And I was like, I, this, there's gotta be more to, you know, out there that I just don't know about. And I remember hearing about this band, Something Corporate, and that—that uh-huh. that was like my gateway drug. And, oh. and you know, you guys might make fun of me now, but Something Corporate was that perfect segue into the alternative music. And I remember my freshman year of high school sneaking into Manhattan without my mom knowing I was going there. You know, I just hopped on the train Oof. and. I went to my first alternative concert. It was actually 311 and something corporate. And I was just hooked ever since then. And then 311. Yeah. 311 and something corporate, kind of a weird mix, but yeah, what it, the hell? it was just such a cool experience to, you know, I kind of felt rebellious going on, you know, going to the city and going to Haberside ballroom all by myself. Yeah. You like know. mom didn't know you were the, wait, you went alone. Well, I went with another buddy, but we, right. you know, we, I mean, dude, let's get let's not get outrageous here. Going <laughs> going al- going alone to Hammerstein Ballroom. I have gone to shows alone. It's not. Really I have fun. too. It's I have really too. Fun. But like, yeah, first show ever. I mean, come on, going alone that would be wild. Yeah, and then uh, I realized, you know, later on that there was this music venue right around the corner for me that some of these other bands that I was getting into we're actually going and playing in these small rooms. You know, you think touring musician, they're, they're playing arenas. They're these, you know, amazing acts that are going around the nation. And to know that there's actually bands that I knew playing in Farmingdale, New York, you know, at the downtown, it, it just blew my mind. And I would, I would be at the downtown at least once a month catching, you know, any show that I could all through high school. I, you know, I, I was able to see Fallout Boy play at the downtown in a room that, you know, is less than 500 people. And oddly enough, there was this young 16-year-old girl who was playing like a three-song set before the Fallout Boy uh, show. And it turned out to be Haley from Paramore. Yeah, I was just about to say, I've heard that story from somebody. So somebody that I know was in that room with you because I've heard I saw Fallout Boy and I saw Haley play a set so that's that's so funny i mean that i mean 
you, you never know. You, you never know. Two of the biggest, what's going to be the biggest, I, I would say, pop musicians yeah. of our of our time turn <laughs> fight you know playing 500 person venue for doing a punk set like that's you know and then some of the stuff you look back on you're like wow and then like you know that that's before like uh take this uh no uh from under the court tree even came out this is when they only had oh, take um, this to your grave take this to your grave yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that was the only yeah. album album they uh, had out homesick from space camp Yes, right? yep. I was on there and Grand Theft yeah. Autumn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, full, uh, I mean, I we're not getting it into Fallout early Fallout Boy in the in the first episode. I think we have enough to talk about. We should save some fluff, but Fallout Boy is my go-to when I know I'm going to sit down and and look at my computer and design for like an undetermined amount of time. That's just I'll go through discography from under the court tree back. I'll even do uh, thriller and stuff like that. Was it Thriller? What's the one with the bear on the front of it? Ah, uh, two bears. Like, is that the Fox Duox or something? Oh, Folia Do. Yeah, yeah Folia Do. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as they sold out, I could, pro- I could literally, I could do all of their their music. I, I never, you know, I don't think I was really ever old enough to feel like scorned by them. Yeah, you yeah. know, it, it's one of those things where I, I, I take pride knowing that, you know, they were the the underground band when I was in high school that made it. And they're, you know, playing arenas now. So, you know, yeah. sometimes people are like, oh, sellouts. I, no, I, I totally get what they've done with their career. And I couldn't be happier to say that I was a fan from basically the beginning. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, uh, I'm I'm you know, I'm 26. So I'm a little bit younger than you. But I think we spoke about it, like, it's going to be a pretty funny or different perspective, being that we're close in age, but we're so far away generationally. Where some of the stuff that was like, how do you not how how do you not know this band and you listen to this music is right after your time. So there so we kind of we can cover a, like a large spectrum, but the Venn diagram doesn't even really come that close, which is pretty funny. Yeah, it, it's it comes back to kind of when you graduated high school and when you were in high school, because that's really when you become your own person and develop your own musical interests. And that's the fact that we kind of don't have any overlap when you were in high school or when I was in high school, we're going to have different musical tastes and you know different bands that we look up to and whatnot yeah well that's what saved me was so i don't my high school go went from seventh to twelfth grade and there was no there was no um it wasn't like seventh and eighth graders were like in one hallway and everyone else wasn't like you just walked like you were walking in class next to next to seniors sometimes wow so you were like, I mean, the the high school, like, culture really started young. So you, I mean, you maybe you were you got a lot closer to some of the the music and stuff that maybe you wouldn't be too familiar with a lot earlier. So a lot of I had a, I had a bigger crop of of people in my life maybe that listened to. Um, listen to the same bands and music that I did just because of that weird little glitch in my system in my school. 
I mean, it's not really a glitch. It was just, that's just the way things were done. But I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you like maybe in seventh grade, I'm not listening to brand new. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but like yeah. understanding like what, what that was, like what was going on and um, Hawthorne Heights, like Ohio is for lovers and you cut my wrist and black my eyes probably wasn't going to be in the rotation when I was <laughs> 12 years old, but it was oddly enough. Um, well, I remember that commercial that would be playing on Fuse TV for that. Oh, I just had a conversation with this about somebody yesterday. Yeah, there was that. And then remember that band Emery? Yes. Oh, yes. Th- those were like heavy rotation commercials on Fuse TV. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh. Actually, it was, it's Chris, ha- Chris Howard from uh, – from Isles Twitter, so I mean, I, I like. Hopefully, we try to get see. People from, Look at yeah. that! Look at that crossover right there. Yeah. <laughs> so people, so people. Uh, hopefully, we can get people from hockey Twitter in general, but Isles Twitter at least. Chris Howard uh, retweeted. Uh, it was the anniversary of uh, for those who have heart the album from a date or a member, and I mean, you guys are gonna find out sooner or later. So I'll just plant my flag in the sand but a day to remember is my band they they will i mean if they can somebody can figure out a way to play uh mr highway is always thinking about the end on bagpipes as they roll me out of the church and into the hole at the end of my days like i will you know that's that's my one request so all right i'll write that down bro yeah (laughs) somebody yeah like next week someone's got to cover mr highway via bagpipe that'd be huge but Anyways, yeah, so he, he was like, yo, and I just, like, had, a, like, a That's So Raven moment where I'm looking at my phone, and I saw the album artwork, and was like, when's the first time I ever saw that album artwork? And it was a Fuse commercial for Victory. Remember Victory Records used to plug, like, four bands in a 30-second in a plug on Fuse, and it would be like, like, oh, this album's coming out, this album's coming out, this album's coming out, and then, like, you would just, I would just run to MySpace. I'm like, try to find their MySpace, try to find something, like go through Victory's MySpace, uh, like, and, and then just rip through those songs, maybe try and rip something off LimeWire. Like, I just, it went like, it just, in the back of my head, I was just, boom. And I just went through that entire memory of hearing, for those who have heart, uh, I think it was my, the song Monument, just going through my head. I'm like, oh, damn, I got to get on MySpace right now. That's got to go right to the front of my page, like threw it right on my page. It was crazy. Man, I, I feel so, like, sad for kids of this generation because they'll never have that. There's so many amazing bands that I've discovered through MySpace and also through Pure Volume. Remember Pure Volume? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, those were the original wormholes. Like, like that was the original, let me just get to know a bunch of people that I had no intention of finding out about today and probably will never meet in real life with MySpace. But, but like, you know, that it's... Was- it's crazy to think that like some bands turn that into like career success. So like for example, that band Spill Canvas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like a MySpace band that is now still like almost twenty years later, still playing shows, still putting out music, and they started because they just like reached out to people and friended them on MySpace. It's cra- pull- it's crazy to think. I'll I'll, I'll even put Jack's Madigan in that. Well, the thing with Jack's mannequin is they, you know, they're a lot of his fans 
came over from something corporate. So, like, he, he already had kind of a little bit of a following. Right. right. All right. I see what you're saying. But I'm going to do a lot of this, too. I'm just not going to give you any rhyme or reason as to why I feel the way I do on things. I've done it to you before, and I'll do it to you now. So there's really no rhyme or reason as to why I'm saying Jax Mackin is a MySpace band, but Jax Mackin is a MySpace band. Hey, I'm all for it. I love Jax Mannequin. You saw my, my room. I got some uh, Andrew McMahon prints hanging up in my guest bedroom right now. Uh, bro, so listen. So I'm, I've always been a little bit a little bit bigger than, than, than your average male when it comes to the, uh, the size. I've always been a little heftier. Always struggled with a little self-confidence, right? But I always had – I always like, listen to the same – like if, if a girl was listening to the same music I was listening to – I'm like, all right, perfect. We got something to talk about here. So whenever I went on a girl, and it, this is unavoidable. Whenever I went on a girl's MySpace page, and they had Jack's Mannequin Dark Blue playing, confidence booster. Because I'm like, perfect. I got something to talk about. All right. So I, I didn't really think that this story was going to come up, but there you go. that is why I am married to my wife. Really? Yeah. Because I'm wondering how that worked out. Because she is. So much better looking than you. So much smarter. We've talked about it. Yep. So it's like there has to be some sort of hitch going here. Yeah, dude. So, like, she's a year younger than me, and she showed up at my uh, college suite wearing a a Say Anything shirt. Oh, there you go. And I just knew. I was like, all right, this this is going to be my girlfriend. This is going to be someone that I spend the rest of my life with. And it was just over – her wearing a band shirt that I, because first of all, I went to SUNY Cortland, which is like frat bro and like jock heaven. Oh yeah. So there wasn't many girls at my college that liked similar music to me. And it was kind of a weird adjustment to go from being on long Island up to SUNY Cortland and being away from the music scene. But then in walks Caitlin wearing a shirt of a band that I know, and, you know, our first ever date was actually, a, we went to a concert together and saw As Tall as Lions and The Spill Canvas. Not The Spill Canvas, uh, This Day and Age. Oh, uh, wow. This is first really ever fun. date. This is, a, this is, like, far too sappy for me. And it's really funny because I want to try and stop you because I'm like, Mike, you fucking, you've told me this already. And then <laughs> I realized that we're recording a podcast and the people don't know. So the people know. Yeah. But... Caitlin is the best. God bless her. Um, and yeah, I mean, what a match me in heaven. That's a, that's a, that's a scene kid's dream right there. You could say that again. That's, uh, that's like, uh, Isley and, uh, say anything. What's, who, what's his name? What's Matt? Who's Max Bemis, uh, married to? What's her name? I don't know who's married to actually. I have no clue. She's, uh, she's in that band Isley. She's a really good artist. If that's like real, like, well, Okay. Let me calm down. Isley is a very, very, very good band. You should check them out. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them. But um, his wife is in that band. It's actually like her sister and cousins and stuff like that. But she's also a very talented, like, how do I, like, pictorial artist. Or, okay. Like, designer. I don't know. Check it out. You've definitely seen her work just because we're weird pop punk kids. So you've definitely seen her work, like, floating around. But check that out. Uh, the name is escaping me right now, and I'm in front of the Google machine, but no one knows because we're on podcast. So I'm definitely not Googling her name as we're talking. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's uh, let's let's talk about 
the best show you were in when you while you were in high school? While I while I don't Google Max Beam as his girlfriend's name. All right. So my favorite ever show I've ever saw when I was in high school was Gatsby's American Dream, Circus Survive, and Bear vs Shark. So it, Sherry Dupree. Sherry Dupree. I've never heard of her. No clue. Okay. Sherry Dupree. So check it out. Google Sherry Dupree. She's got awesome artwork. Go on about your favorite show that we All right. just brought up. Yeah, so um, it was my 18th birthday, and I convinced like my whole group of friends to go see this show, even though they really weren't into that type of music. And I was like, yeah, it's my 18th birthday. They're playing at VP South, which is uh, now Amityville Music Hall. Okay. And Gatsby's American Dream turned out to be one of my all-time favorite bands. And we walk in – and the venue is completely empty. Like there's the bartender and maybe three kids there. And Circus Revive, this must be one of their first ever tours they went on. You know, and Anthony Green is up on stage just being super duper weird to the three kids that are standing in front of him. And I was like, all right, let's go just crush a few beers, loosen up a little bit and just go in and just have an absolutely amazing time and just show these supporting bands some love. And we just like went in there a little, little tipsy. And, you know, I think Anthony green ended up like licking one of my friend's faces. Like it just turned out to be such a intimate, awesome night. And now we just, so we're, this was one of your favorite shows, right? Oh yeah. Just check, just checking. Go on with the story. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with you? So you come, there's three people there, and Anthony Green licked one of your friend's faces on your 18th birthday. This is just this is an odd, odd road where we're walking down here for favorite show. Well, yeah. You know, I, I went with the crew of, like, 15. So once we walked in there. So, 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 they, so, so the tendon shot up, like, 20,000%. Yeah. 20, yep. Yeah, we, we supplied the show, and – you know, then Gatsby's American Dream went on the stage and, you know, a few of my friends are big Gatsby's American Dream fans too. And we were just singing every song. And like for those bands that are coming from, you know, they're from Seattle, Washington, and they're literally across the country right. to, to play this venue to a few kids that actually knew their songs. We pro- probably meant the world to them and we were right. losing our minds for them. So it was what I always will say is my favorite show. Probably of all three of those bands, Circus Survive is, would be would I would be most hyped to see. Well, no one even really knew who they were yet. This is back in two thousand five. Yeah. So yeah. they they were just getting started. Anthony Green just left Seosin, and he was starting that band. And you know, he would never ever play such a small venue. Now he's playing, you know, probably two thousand yeah. cap rooms. Yeah, I had a, I always had it for the longest time. I had a song stuck on my head off of Juturna, and it's probably their Dude, biggest. I, I'm not going to lie. I've listened to probably hours and hours of Circus Survive songs, and I literally had. At the ball. That was it, yeah. I have literally no idea what one single song is about. No, absolutely not. Fun fact At the Pulled was the third song on my first ever iPod. See, look at that. Everything's coming together, Devin. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I don't see how anything 
wouldn't be coming together. I mean, we're, we're the masters at doing that. But now I yeah. want to hear your show. What's yours? Because you made fun of mine. I want to hear yours. My show? Well, my, my, my first show or my favorite show? Your favorite. My favorite show has got to be um, – I this is going to sound like I'm sounding such a Homer situation because I just ranted about a day to remember like 10 minutes ago. But I went, I, <laughs> I played, uh, I, I played football. I played division three football for, for two years. Um, not that I wasn't very good. I was good enough to make a division, you know, a, a college level football team. I just, I wasn't, you know, I didn't start. So uh, anyways, I went to school in Jersey and um I didn't make the bus for the for, for the I think it was like the third away game. I don't know. It was in the middle of the season. But anyways, uh, so you like I, Josh Hosang it? No, they there's there was more people on the team than there are roster spots. Oh, so, okay, okay. So like every week they tell they say like all right who's gonna suit up and who's not and somebody I was on the I was on the bus for the first two games because someone was injured. That person ended up. Uh, getting better that that anyways whatever i'm not gonna sit here and and explain myself to you i was i was <laughs> proud of, proud of my two years and yeah that's any, fur- a- further than most people get anyways uh so yeah so i i'm so stupid sometimes like i just don't like i have these moments of clarity where i'm like how could you have been so stupid for so long so like I was I was at school for like a month and a half, and I kept looking at dates for um for tours, right? Mm-hmm. And I forgot <laughs> I forgot I was in New Jersey, so I'm like look I'm looking at like I'm like I gotta go to a show. Like, it's been a while. I have money now. Like let me go to a show. And I'm looking. I'm like I'm like I'm never around. I'm never back in New York when these people are around. Like how am I gonna do this? And I realized like. You could just go to a New Jersey show, you idiot. Like, why have you – why do you not compute? So, it, like, I found out, like, Data Remember was going uh, to be playing in New Jersey down the shore at um, uh, – in Asbury Park. And oh. we bought the tickets, like, a week before, and then they announced that they were dropping their album in, like, two weeks. Um, so, like, that morning, they released – oh, no, no, the morning before, they released uh, – Second sucks, which is hopefully going to be the intro music to this podcast. But hopefully that gets sorted out when we drop it. But anyways, they were re- they had just released Second Sucks like at like six at night the night before the show I was going to, and uh, you know the the opening is just like a long like you know chord, and then it says fight from uh, you know from Mortal Kombat, you know, mm-hmm. like when they drive they go fight. So we get to the place and I was with my, I was with my roommate who I like instantly become best friends with like very personal kid, still my best, one of my best friends. Um, but he was a huge Dave Matthews band fan. So he had been listening to like what I was listening to and he really liked it. He had an open mind when it came to music, but as far as he was concerned, he always sat like in the upper deck of like Dave Matthews band because like his brother didn't want him like smelling weed smoke. I mean, that like, super granola like you know type sit down venues so i'm like all right i'm going he's like i'm I'm, like i don't know like i don't want to spend money and then to get the shit beat out of me 
I was like, oh, don't worry. And I just bought him a ticket because I was, like, young and stupid and wanted my friend to go. So the two of us go. And I'll never forget, dude, like, it was pitch black. Like, they cut the lights. And then you heard kind of, like, the intro to Second Sucks playing. And then they have the Bruce Buffer, like, ladies and gentlemen, the heavyweight champions of the world. And, like, my, like I've never, like, I almost lost all the hair on my body. It stood up on my skin so quickly. Like, what I like, a heightened sense of ridiculous situation I'm about to put myself in. And your poor and, friend. <laughs> and my friend, who's never seen anything other than Dave Matthews. So I turned to him, like, turn your phone off. It can't die. Put it in your pocket so you don't lose it. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I have no idea. But in about 10 seconds, we are not going to be standing next to each other. And, like, he starts laughing. I'm like, bro, I am not fucking around. Do what I just told you to do. So I go, okay. So we turn around. People start screaming. They drop the curtain. And there's two 30-foot punching bags on the side of the stage. So now I'm jacked up to about a 12. I'm like, holy shit, this is insane. And then they drop the they drop the the fight uh, intro. It, intro like it, it goes it goes Mortal Kombat. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to fight. And dude, bro, if I told you that my fat ass got thrown from stage right to stage left in about four point seven seconds, it was the understatement of the century. There was a mosh pit that I was – the entire crowd was a fight. Oh, man. It was insane. It, in a good way. I mean, like, people weren't throwing punches, but it was just, like – it was mass hysteria. I felt like I was part of, like, a human ocean for a minute. Like, you couldn't move. You couldn't stand still. You look up. You didn't know where you were. And they had just dropped the song the night before. I mean, everybody knew the words to the song. It was insane. In insane like i will never forget how insane of a night that was it was so much fun it was like is that like a whole so you know we've already talked about how uh a day to remember is not really one of my bands on my radar are they from jersey was it like a hometown show for them no 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 they're from florida (laughs) ocala florida (laughs) damn it was just like they were they had just come off a homesick which is like the big like they're coming out party album where they're like, all right, people like were left wanting more um, and had so many hits on their last album. And this like, people were worried that they were going to like soften up and try and like pop punk their way out of it and maybe like play some commercial-esque type songs. And they're like, nope, we're going to hit you with the Mortal Kombat theme song and just punch you right in the face. It was insane. It was just insane. So... Yeah, I can't, was... I can't tell you how many times I've lied to my friends about the band that I was taking them to see. So, yeah. one, one time I lied to my one friend. His name is Mike Cordone, but we call him Fish. Right. And he he's actually a touring trumpet player right now. So, he's like a jazz student. Like, he, he's totally not into this type of music at all. And I was like, yeah, dude, we're going to go check out this band, uh, 50 Cent. And he's like, all right, yeah, I think I've heard of 50 Cent. And <laughs> I took him to an Alexis on Fire show. <laughs> so he, he, he had a rude awakening, too, at that, that show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, uh, I didn't even – I mean, I lost him instantly. My friend in that story, I lost him instantly. Um, and found him during the encore 
with like his shirt, I won't say ripped off, but like just drenched in sweat. Like neither of us could breathe. Like he was smiling from ear to ear because it was the most insane situation he had ever been to. And like I got him into like got him probably more into hardcore music than he was probably ever meant to be at that point. But I mean, it was it was so funny. And then, you know, from there on in, him and I just we went to, you know, went to the shows we can make uh, bamboozle. Oh, uh, I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, how long did Bamboo? It was like four. I, I definitely went like three years in a row, but I know the one that I went to when I was in college was the – this is just such an odd time stamp for was us. Was it MC, Hammy, M- MC Hammer, the headliner? No, I I can't line them all up. I just know that the the one I'm talking about was the one we went home and Osama Bin Laden was announced as dead. Okay, <laughs> so, so that, that was an so, odd. So <laughs> I think, I th- that weekend was actually uh, when I saw Taking Back Sunday and Gatsby's American Dream in Albany. Like, okay, Gatsby's American Dream did like a one night reunion, actually two night reunion. So they played the first night, they played Bamboozle, and then the next night they played the show up in Albany. That weekend for me, I mean, that's crazy. We were both at shows, and we remember that historic night, like of. Yep. Osama Bin Laden, and we both remembered it because we were at concerts that night. Yeah, that was uh, – I mean, it, it's it's such an – I mean, besides <laughs> – obviously, that happened. But it's such an uneventful – I mean, like, it was just basically a New Jersey warp Tour for me. Um, I mean, it was cool because it was my freshman year in college. So, like, you know, I, I kind of – you know, that was just a fun year in my life in general. But – that that weekend is really where Yes Men Outfitters started. Absolutely. Look at that. In my eyes. I, I actually mean... kind of liked Bamboozle better than Warp Tour. I I enjoyed Bamboozle because uh it was just small it was smaller and the bands were a little bigger and there wasn't so much of a like I just I remember don't know, but I, I'm, I remember I'm... the bands like a lot of bands played secret shows at bamboozle like that under- was the one year that was the one year where it was so funny yeah go on i don't want to i don't take your thunder go on well yeah like a lot of bands would make up these fake names and play these small stages and i remember i saw the band the sleeping under the name biker woman yeah it was I- just it was so amazing i that's just one thing i remember about bamboozle is all the bands playing on their fake names there was a year where damn near the whole entire uh, set list was made up. And Newfound Glory played under the International Superheroes of, of Hardcore. The yeah. entire I, I, actually that wasn't fake. They actually made that band and they made a they made a bunch of songs and there was one about seatbelt safety, which was hilarious. But what are you doing over there? Sorry, I, I realized I had some uh, quinoa taco meat on my my pants and I was trying to get it off. You just. <laughs> What in God's – I don't even want to <laughs> go near, like, what quinoa taco meat is, actually. But it's, we'll, uh, it's a nice little alternative for the yeah, non-eaters. We'll, we'll, we'll move on so that we can save some content for, uh, for some other shows. And we'll, we'll hit back on Bamboozle and, and why, why I feel Yes Man was started there. But let's transition. Let's do a line change. Well, yeah, real quick, as you, as you listeners can realize – Devin and I are, are just fans. So this is like the fans podcast. I, I, I just 
I feel like a lot of people who are listening to this, who, who can relate to our stories, you know, they probably have their very similar. They might've even been at some of the shows, you know, with us, you know, we're not, we're not band bros. We're not, you know, professional hockey players. We're, we're, you know, just the fans down in the trenches with everyone else. Yeah. Just your normal, um, salt of the earth, regular, pick up my lunch pail, bring it to work, make t-shirts, listen to music all day. Yeah. There's nothing special about us. Absolutely nothing. So we decide to start this podcast. Makes, <laughs> makes 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 a ton of sense if I'm if I'm doing if I'm doing the math and I can't stress to you enough that I am not a math guy, but the math works out. So let's work some hockey in. Yep. For the week. What do we got going on this week, Michael? Well, uh finally the Islanders play on Friday night. I know you got your your uh home tailgates your barn gates going on right it's exciting to know that islander hockey's coming back they were really hard to do it was hard to do man i was watching the ahl all-star game last night yeah yeah let that set in yeah i mean you're a loser i don't have to (laughs) i mean like I, i don't have to remind you i do it out of the kindness of my heart just to make sure you stay grounded if you're watching the AHL All-Star, I mean, you go you go to the Charlotte Checkers games to watch the the whatchamacallit, the Sound Tigers. So, I get it. But, I mean. I was just itching for watching some hockey. So, my, my wife teaches uh, a college class on Monday nights. And I'm, I'm left all alone. So, I usually watch documentaries on Monday nights or uh, do some schoolwork. But. Last night I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put on the AHL All Star game, and I watched wow. a little bit of that, but it was super duper boring. Like Wild. the NHL All Star game made that look like like pee wee hockey. How do you watch like Michael Dow Cole and like Sebastian Ajo down there and just be like, oh yeah, yeah, these like here's a guy that I'm gonna watch for the rest of the year wearing an Islander jersey and he's playing with these bozos. Yeah, and and the thing is, the, a lot of the people that were in the game are like AHL lifers. Yeah, you yeah, know, like, they, they've been yeah. in the AHL for twelve years. They're yeah. never going to crack an NHL lineup, but yeah. yet they're considered an all star. All star, all star weekends are just the weirdest. And I said it in in um, what's his name's podcast that we were just on together. Jeff's Jeff. Sorry, I apologize, Jeff. Uh, but like we clamor for these people to be named as all-stars, right? Mm-hmm. They've taken the, like, they've taken the voting completely out of everybody's hands, right? So it's basically a popularity contest of, like, who gets the most response on social media, right? The NHL chooses, like, whatever, you know? It's not even really the best players. It's, like, the best players on their own little, in their own heads or minds or markets or whatever. And then they don't even play a real game. Yeah, and then everyone everyone bitches the skills competitions are either too hard or too easy or who cares about this, who cares about that. But like, there's a, there's a month and a half long process of trying to get people voted as an all star for us to just sit there and be like, well, this, none of this actually matters, and this kind of stinks. I hate this. It's boring. Like, it is, tr- it, but it's something that you know now Matt Barzell could put on his resume. He's a, you know, he's an all star. Oh yeah, we're absolutely in, in, in compiling mode for Matty B. Yeah, but uh, let them rack up. Let all those accolades just line them up, rack them up. 
yeah. Why why are you an Islander fan, first and foremost? Like why 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 Dude, it's such a weird story actually, because my whole entire family are Ranger fans. And <laughs> I I have to bl- blame my, my neighbor growing up across the street because uh shout out to Brett Kahn, Isles Meetup Philly. He actually was my across the street neighbor growing up and his dad was the PA announcer for the Islanders and he uh he got me hooked to to the team you know it was really when I first started to understand the game of hockey was the 93 playoff series with you know P- Pierre Turgeon getting the cheap shot by Dale yeah, Hunter Dale Hunter yep and I just was instantly hooked to the Islanders ever since then I I was always you know a hockey fan since I could ever since I could remember, but that was the, the year I made the, the realization that I would be wearing blue and orange the rest of my life. This is something I don't know. Do you play hockey? Like, did you ever play hockey? Uh, so I grew up in Deer Park on Long Island, and one of the cool things was, you know, right around the time the Mighty Ducks movie came, came out, like <laughs> yeah. street hockey and hockey just like was blo- like blowing up. You know, they, there was a professional roller hockey league and yeah. like it was, it was hot, like in the, that was awesome. know, the mid nineties. And, uh, they actually built an outdoor roller hockey rink in my town. And that was like the biggest thing you could do at, you know, when you're in fifth, sixth grade. And I, you know, every, every single kid I knew played in John J McMahon roller hockey league. And then from there, I tried ice hockey a little bit and it just turned out to be so expensive. And my mom was a single mom. So she couldn't really put me through ice hockey when I was, you know, in middle school and high school, but you know, I always went ice skating. I knew how to skate really well. And then when I graduated high school, a bunch of uh, my friends decided to join a men's league hockey. And, you know, I joined team North Korea and we, we had a, a solid two or three years playing men's league hockey. Stop. stop. So that's the, the end stop. of my hockey stop. career. Stop. 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 Your men's hockey league team name was Team North Korea. Yeah, and that, that is a hint to who our first guest will be on our podcast. So I, we're not going to drop who our first week's guest is going to be, but he was also on Team North Korea with me. There are a couple things to unpackage in like what just happened right now, but you, one of them is that you played for a team called North Korea. Two oh, of them is we that- had Kim Jong Un his his face on our jersey, and like you know, men's league hockey, you're playing with a bunch of like firemen, police officers, you know, <laughs> real blue collar <laughs> guys. They were so mad that we were idolizing North Korea. You were such a dickhead, and then and then you had and oh great, all right. And then I, if anyone, if anybody could figure out who the guest is from that hint, that would be. I think uh, some some loyal music fans will be able to figure it out because yeah, the other people that played on the team with you. No, no, because if, that is actually how this guest. That that was their name of their band for a little while, after their main band kind of dissembled. Disassembled. Disassembled. Yep. Sorry. Teacher. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> Coming from the typo king himself. But what, uh, all right. And that's how you guys met? 
Uh, not necessarily. Uh, we you guys met are like a friends little... outside then? No, not really. Uh, we met just a little while before we started that team. Uh, just by pure coincidence, I ended up being on a, the same train home from the city and with them. And we uh, started shooting the shit and became friends and realized that we all had a love of hockey. And they were like, oh, let's, let's play some pickup hockey, you know, one of these days. And Dude, shit like that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, it was uh, – it was a, it just, a pretty epic train ride. And, like, because of that train ride, my best friend Danny ended up marrying his now wife. Like, just crazy stories like that happen show you how small of a world this is. It, it, just, it just doesn't happen anymore. Like, you're just so – you're just not allowed to butt into anybody else's life or, like, be involved at all in, like, their fucking – like, I, I've – I don't know, man. You're pretty involved in my life, and we kind of just <laughs> – Well, that was just like, hey, I like what you're doing. Like, yeah, but the, that's what I'm saying. We come from the same generation. Like, dude, it, like we're on – we're obviously on, you know, we're on Isles Twitter, which coincides with Long Island Twitter. And, like, there's so many people complaining about the Long Island Railroad, and I get it. I mean, I it's, it, it's got to suck. Like, when all you want to do is go home from work and, like, this – stupid entity that you have to pay is late or canceled or smells like piss or like isn't upkept very well but like i see some of these pictures of people like look at this guy like leaning far like three inches too far to the left what a pig like throw him off the train like look at you asshole sticking your phone in everybody's face when they're just trying to like be comfortable for the 25 to well, my my ride is twenty five minutes, but like an hour long ride they have in or out of work, and you're you're like broadcasting this person to the world, making them look like an asshole because maybe his one foot is resting, like or his knee is resting against the the armrest. Like, get out of here! Like, I hate hate that shit. Like, just let people live. Like, if this is what I gotta do to make the rest of my sucky ass day be a bit tolerable, let me friggin' do it. Amen, brother. Yeah. Anyways, that's my rant on why I should be allowed to talk to people on the on the train. Anyways, I think that's a good place to put a pin in it. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I do want to just talk about something real quick. Uh, some something I'm excited about. Um, today they dropped that newfound glory is going on tour oh, with unreal friends. They uh, are going on tour with early November. Like that is a tour that everyone needs to go see. I will. Di- I already bought my tickets. I Unfit saw it. it. I saw it today and had to buy them. I apologize. I didn't put that. I didn't put that in the list. That's unpin it. Everybody, come back. Turn the phone back on. Yep. Let's talk about it. Newfound Glory is the one that started off for me. Like, and they are. And lately have been the one that got away from me. There's some catastrophic, ridiculous reason as to why I haven't seen Newfound Glory in about. Ah, I've never seen them. I've never. You've never seen Newfound Glory? Never. Either has Caitlin. So we're super, super stoked to go. You run a hockey pop punk podcast and you're going to sit there with your bearded face and dope snapback and quinoa in your lap from your taco and tell me that you've never seen Newfound Glory live. 
Uh, maybe at a festival, like in passing, but I've ne- no, I've never been to a newfound glory show. Yeah. Honestly, I've heard kind of mixed reviews of their live performance. I'm gonna alpha you right now. I think I just took over the podcast. Hey, well, until June, uh, I think June fourth, you can. Okay. And then after I go see them on June fourth, uh, then back to Mick. It's fifty-one percent Devin, forty-nine percent Mike at, until that day. Yeah, and and we we're both on like huge real friends kicks. Oh that, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they survived the summer. There's a couple that fell off. I'm not gonna say movements fell off, but I no, haven't no. Really move, move, move. I just saw movements with the story so far, and they are top notch. Oh please, story so far has staying power big oh, yeah. time. That was huge. That but, was a. Uh, one of the best shows I've seen in Charlotte since I moved down here. Really? Yeah. Charlotte's like a hip young city too. So you get, you you probably get a lot of good shows. I mean, that's a cool place to go in North Carolina, right? Yeah. So the cool thing is there's this whole thing called like the uh, NC music factory. Right. And there's literally four or five venues all in like a block radius of each other. So there's like, there's the underground, which is like the smaller cap room. Then there's the the Fillmore, which is like the 2000, and then they have an outdoor amphitheater, Oof. all like all within the same block of each other. That's dope. Yeah, yeah I, cool. from what you've the stories you told me and the pictures you show me, it's definitely like a hot young place. So definitely like people hitting that's you know on the venue trail most of the time. I'm lucky enough where I catch everything in the city, but once in a while you get a good pop on over to the island. Like I saw the Wonder Years in uh, November at the Paramount in Huntington, and that was cool. Oh, that was a really, here, really another hint show. at our next week's guest. He also runs the Paramount. <laughs> what? Yep, he, he's, he's uh, high up at Paramount. So I got to do my research. Yeah, you got to do your research. If You'll figure it out. But I'm very I, excited. He's a good friend of mine. I know who it is, but I don't know who it is, if you know what I mean. Yep, so you got to do your research notes. In the existential search. But back to what we were talking about. So Newfound Glory, Real Friends. That's going to be dope. Um, and then the early November. Like, I, I didn't even know they were still doing things. Yeah, early November is cool. I mean, like, I'm not really doing do, – not that I say I don't like them. I'm just not doing the backflips for them. I'm doing it for Newfound Glory, obviously. Last time I saw – last time I was – well, last time I saw Newfound Glory was at a Warp Tour set a while, while back. But then uh, – I was supposed to see them again in school when I was in college. And we had, I don't know if you remember this. Here's, uh, I mean, you were in Cortland, so it's different. They're like a freak snowstorm in October. Oh, dude. They, we have snowstorms in June in yeah. Yeah, Cortland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just, yeah. So you, it, we, it wouldn't really be relevant to you. But we had a freak, like, out of nowhere, big-time blizzard snowstorm in October. And we had a football game. And, uh that day and we played in it. So that was dope. Cause we normally like, you know, you, your season in college doesn't really get to get to the, the colder months where there is going to be snow. So getting the opportunity to snow game is like something everybody kind of want to be a part of. Um, it sucked because obviously I didn't really get to see the field. So you're just sitting shivering in the cold. And then uh, <laughs> our friend, our friend's mom was like, like came to come watch us. She's like, why don't you guys come get dinner? And we're like, Oh, we have a concert. She's like, Oh, you have time. Like, don't worry about it. We're like, okay. So we went to go get dinner and it kept snowing and we got stuck at the diner. Oh and no. 
and we couldn't go see the show. And I was like, I just remember sitting in the back, like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to go do this. Here we are doing this. And it bit me right in the ass. And now I will not get to see my, my, my band, my lifeblood. Dude, that happened. So I have a kind of similar, and this will be my final story that's kind of related to what you just said. Yeah. That band, North Star. Do you remember North Star? Yes. Yes. Dude. I remember. They broke up the the day I was going to see them. And I never got to see them. And, you know, then they became that band, Casino, but never got to see North Star. They were playing a show on Long Island with As Tall as Lions, and they just broke up before they played that show what a selfish move like you can't like like you guys obviously hated each other up until this point like you couldn't just play the music one more night yeah i don't think i've ever been so bummed about a show than i was that night yeah uh, it, wild but uh yeah so what uh here i got a quote like it, it, this is from the screen to your stereo part three tour for newfound glory mm-hmm so is this going to be – are they going to – I mean, obviously they're going to play some of the covers. It's from the Screen to Your Stereo Tour. But, like, is this going to be, like, all covers? Like, you know how some bands do, like, a full front to back of, like, one album on, it, on, its, on its anniversary? Like, is that what they're doing or, like, what's going on? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't really know. I didn't really research anything. Caitlin sent me it while I was in the middle of teaching today. And I was just like, hell yes. Just like, get the tickets. Like, I didn't, I didn't really ask any questions, but. That... Horrible planning for a podcast, though. Let's just point it out there. <laughs> like, we, like, oh, great. Like, one of our, so like, oh, our mutually loved bands is having a. Having I, I, a I didn't really album. even want to ask any questions. I don't care if they fart, fart on stage the whole night. Like, I would assume that maybe once or twice they will be farting on stage just because. <laughs> whatever but how anyway, do you not wild but uh looking up all right what are we on punknews.org newfound glory recording from the screen to your stereo three newfound glory have announced via social media this is contributed by alex 101 posted 13 weeks ago nfg has announced via social media that they are in the midst of recording a third ep as with the previous two iterations, this EP will see the band covering songs from motion picture soundtracks. Okay. No word on a no word on a release date, but they have stated the album will feature seven tracks. So, I mean, it's just yeah, again. So, from the screen, from the screen to your stereo, part two is some some actually. I mean, one of the, I, they're just so good at what they do constantly. So, like, I can't even. But from the screen to your stereo, part two is where, where all the movie covers they're doing a they're doing a third one it's only going to be seven tracks and the the you know the the whatchamacallit the tour is named after it i can't see them playing it from front to back but they'll probably play like some of the hits and then some of the stuff from the old yeah and then some of the new stuff probably i mean that's i feel like uh the the bigger bands i've seen recently have done a really good job kind of pleasing the fans like Caitlin forced me to go see Good Charlotte recently. Ugh. And honestly, they put on such a – and I'm not a Good Charlotte fan at all, but they put on such a good live show, and it was just, like, a really good mix of, like, their hits, some new songs, some kind of, like, B, B, B-sides that no one really, you know, 
has heard live. It was just a really good, well put together show. I'll give you a letdown. I saw Papa Roach open for, um, shit. Who did Papa Roach open for? It wasn't Papa Chris Roach. Roach. Oh man. Papa. <laughs> oh, Papa Roach opened for a day to remember. I apologize. <laughs> this is very funny. I don't miss a day to remember show. So especially you know whatever. I go to less shows now. So when it is a day to remember, but they were opening Papa Roach open for a day to remember. Anyways, obviously. Nobody has listened to a Papa Roach song after Scars, but really what everyone was waiting for was Last Resort. So, I mean, like, they would fuck around in the background. Like, the guy would start to play, like, the bass line or, like, the chords to, like, cut my life into pieces. Yeah. And, like, people would start, like, everyone, like, look up, and then they would play, like, they would play another song. And, like, and then he did this monologue at the end, right, about, like, how everyone should be excited to see it and thank everybody for – coming out to see them and supporting them all these years, this and that. And like, didn't give enough breath in between his monologue and the beginning of the song. So nobody knew it was coming. So like, you want like, you want the crowd to lead into like, cut my life into pieces. Yeah, yeah. At the same time. It's, that's the kicker of the song. And this guy's like, all right, have a great night. Cut my life into pieces. And everyone's like, holy shit, I didn't even know the song was about to start. Like, <laughs> What are you doing? Like, they completely botched it. It was wrong. I I mean, I'm, I don't know. Whatever. But, yeah, they ruined that one. They fucked that one up. Man. So. I, I don't know how you sat through a, a Papa Roach set. Oh, I didn't sit, pal. I was standing. No, Come no, on. just, like, even stand and, like, listen to it. I know. I actually, bro, listen. For those of you, you're going to, you're probably shaking your head and laughing. Like, Devin's about to try and tell me Papa Roach is doing it. But Papa Roach is doing it. Like, they have, they actually have. If you listen to some of their 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 latest their their late latest stuff, it's pretty good. I, that one song, American Dreams, bop and a half. I mean, I listen to that maybe like once a day. Check oh, it out, American. I'm Dreams, gonna check Papa it out. Roach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'll gonna send be a you the, like, Papa Roach fan down. now. Yeah, big time Papa big, Roach. Big Papa Roach guy. It's so silly because it's just such like a, a reminder. Like you just, he's just a walking reminder of everything that you were cringely in love with in like the year 2004. You know what I mean? Like the spiky ass hair. Oh yeah, like, puka necklace, puka, puka shell necklaces. No, 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 Papa Roach. <laughs> not it's it's not all right, dude. It's Papa, not Puka, Puka Roach. All right, but <laughs> dude, like it was like the um, like the je- like the black jeans with like the studded belt, like oh, and yeah. everything. Yeah, like like couple of piercings. Like he was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, this is tough. Like my parents don't listen to this music. And like shit like that, and like you're just like, uh. Now you look at it now, and you're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was still, I was still good. I just thought he fucked, he completely fucked up the the one the one line. It was literally it was, everybody was. I mean, there were people there that were just there for a day to remember, obviously. But like you were like, all right, like I just want to hear Papa Roach scream, cut my life into pieces, and he like didn't let you do it. Contemplated. People should have gotten their money back. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's their claim to fame. It's ridiculous. I mean, I can't even ugh, just just disgusting. It's like those. It's like one of those videos, like that's like it's doing something super satisfying, like those satisfying videos. And then somebody's like, it's cutting a cake perfectly, and then somebody's hand just comes in and smashes it. That ruins it. Yeah, like that. That's what it was like. Oh man. Well, I'm like. Sorry you had to go through that, my friend. 
That's okay. And I'm sorry that you guys had to sit through this first podcast and say, what are these kids <laughs> talking about? This is never going to work. I agree with you. But well, gonna... we, we, we were going to just have a quick little intro episode, and now we're pushing on over an hour. So, you know, Well, I mean, it, we're going to cut – we got to cut some of it off of it because you and I talked for a couple of minutes before we started the whole thing, but yeah, whatever. but either way, uh, I'm so excited to do this with you, Devin. And, you know, this might be one of the, the slower listens, you know, we really plan on having some big names call in who are touring musicians or in the music industry and, you know, be able to come on here and talk, about their music careers, but also their love of hockey, because, you know, that's what we are fans of. And that's what this is going to be about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, obviously there's a heavy music talk, but uh, most of the people that are listening probably know us through the hockey world already. So they know who we root for and stuff like that. We'll get into it longer. We'll get into some hockey talk when hockey actually starts back up. I mean, obviously it started back up already, but, uh, you know, the teams that actually matter start back up after uh, Thursday night. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put a pin on it now. We'll yes. the pin out. We'll put the pin <laughs> back into it. Now we will. And uh, that was a good catch. We need to talk about that because that's happening. We'll talk more about it next time. I'm not sure what the schedule is going to be like as we move on. Um, maybe during hockey season, we'll try and keep it to once a week because we do have stuff we can talk about, but we'll see. We'll see moving on if we'll get on us on a steady schedule, trying to get me to do something on time and, and, and the day that you want it is impossible. Mike, you know that. So uh, we'll see what we can do and, and just follow along, man. Follow along on Twitter at bar down breakdown, right? What is it? Yeah, uh, BD BD podcast. There it is. I don't even know my own Twitter handle yet. So at BD BD podcast, follow us at Instagram. Mike, tell me what the Instagram is. Cause I don't know that yet. That either. one's uh, bar down podcast. Right. And uh, we'll have we'll have shirts coming for you, man. We'll have we'll have a merch site and website up for you. But until then, I'm Devin from Yes Men Outfitters at Yes Men Outfitter. No S. You're talking with Mikey from CLT. Mikey, give him give him your give him your tag. So we are Isles Meetup underscore CLT. And uh, it's been a pleasure, my friends. All right, boys, it's time to end the night. Have a good night there. So much at home.